welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. We're your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Stommy Tactical. And I am Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. What's up? Hey, Amy. How are you? What's up, Emily? How's it going? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm excited for today's guest. I am so excited about today's guest um, because... This girl has literally set the internet ablaze (laughs) with one simple picture. If you don't know who we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, hop on the Google real quick and type in Brenna Spencer, and you are going to get all kinds of articles that are going to pop up about this woman. But let me tell you, we are here today to debunk everything that you could possibly read on the internet about Brenna because we have Brenna here with us on today's episode of Not Your Average Gun Girls. How's it going, Brenna? Hey, Brenna. Good. How are you guys? You know, I'm doing awesome. It's been a beautiful day here in Texas. Um, yeah, things have just been going good. Where not, are you? You're, you're joining us from where? Tennessee? Yeah, not beautiful here. In fact, it took me like <laughs> 30 minutes to get to the highway because the flooding was so bad. Jeez. Oh, like it's raining, so it's not snowing or anything right no, now. No, no, no. That's I mean, it's like 60s and monsooning. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Em? How's it going in D.C.? Quiet. The weather's starting to change. I'm waiting for actual spring, but it just doesn't want to like hit that hump. So yeah. I'm still in like layers, which is kind of okay, but I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for like some short sleeves. I was teased it. with a little bit of nice weather in Dallas last week, but now it was like it's back to being cold. Yeah. So I'm, like legit ready for spring. Oh man. Well, Brenna, I have been so excited to talk to you because. Yeah. Man, share with us what has been going on and how your life has kind of changed in the last couple of weeks. Oh, man. Um, I took a normal photo for me. I mean, this isn't something out of the ordinary for me. So I thought, what the heck? Um, And then, you know, a photo with a Trump shirt on and my gun and my pants. And it was a lot of fun. And then it wasn't fun anymore because everybody was just bombarding me and getting so much backlash all because of a photo, you know, which okay. is odd which is because crazy. so many women post photos carrying their gun. Yeah. I, I know that's what, okay. That was what was blowing my mind is, is I was wondering what do you think sparked everybody's outrage do you think it was a combination of the trump shirt do you think it was just the gun like what in the world was it i think it was i mean a lot of people post pictures with guns but i think specifically me being like in a public area like showing my gun because a lot of people i think that was a huge one and then obviously the trump shirt is gonna cause some controversy so I just like and then the fact that I said I was graduating college so all of that together was just one giant like liberal tears fest (laughs) (laughs) was there was there anyone around when you were taking that photo besides whoever took that photo um yeah I mean there were um so I mean it's decently close to the museum and then there's like a walkway over here so yeah people were like walking hanging out nobody said anything to me they all seemed Either they, A, didn't see it or they were like, whatever. Right. 
Yeah, you weren't doing anything hostile with your firearm. <laughs> you were simply just taking a picture and posting it. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Brenna, recent graduate from the University of Tennessee, correct? Yeah. And she posts this awesome graduation picture with, um, and I couldn't tell which firearm it was. What was it? I have a Smith & Wesson 380. Oh, the, was it the bodyguard? Yeah. Awesome. So Brenna posts this picture with a bodyguard and she looks super cute, has these great white jeans on, mm-hmm. you know, obviously following the after Easter rule of People wearing her white pants. White jeans were cute. They well, didn't? What? No. <laughs> so wait, so you got people hating on your clothing choice. Oh yeah. Your, your self-defense choice. I got called fat actually. What? Yeah. Give me a break. Somebody said my nose was huge. Oh yeah. So here we go. So this is what absolutely <laughs> blows my mind in today's society, right? We have this entire push within our culture that says women need to be empowered. We need to be independent. We need to be strong. But the second you post a picture of how you choose to be empowered and it doesn't fit what other people think an empowered woman should look like, that's when all hell breaks loose. Did you see a lot of that happening on your page, on your Twitter page after you posted this picture? Absolutely. I mean, uh, the, well, a lot of people told me that it was very contradicting that I was talking about empowering women and wearing a Trump shirt. And so that was like the number one, like, oh, you don't stand for women, which is so funny. Like I am a female and they're like, oh, you don't like like women's rights. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. Like <laughs> caught me there. Yeah. Caught me there. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it was an, it, it was insane. It was, it was well, what, what to you, um, I, I want to play a little game real quick before we jump into this any further, because I know that people were saying some very, um, untrue things about you. So let's go ahead and debunk the top five myths of Brenna Spencer <laughs> in this episode of Not Your Average Gun Girls. Um, number one myth that we kept hearing a lot about Everyone was saying that your gun was stuck in the waistband of your pants. Is that true? No. I had, <laughs> I had, I mean, it was pulled out of my holster like kind of far because I do wear my belly bands like a little bit further, especially in jeans, because if not, like it'll ride up. Yeah. So I did like pull it out a little bit, but there was, I definitely had a belly band on. So, all right. So your trigger guard was protected. You had it in a specific holster. Yes. You weren't like gangster styling it. Just right. it, wasn't, it wasn't a bullet in the chamber. Like my safety was on too. So. All right. All those things that people can't see. Right. Exactly. But love to go ahead and point exactly. out as right. if they know what they're talking about. Okay. So myth number one, we just debunked it. She didn't have her gun just stuck in her waistband. <laughs> it was in a holster, a belly band holster, everybody. Um, number two, surely because of how young you are, you don't actually have a carry permit. Is that true? I'm 17. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, of course I have a carry permit. I, um, I definitely think the police would probably be after me then. And like, you're going to advertise to the world, Hey, I'm carrying around an illegal weapon and posting it on, on social media. 
that was the one that was the most surprising because I don't think I would do that if I didn't have a carry permit. Right. Um, all right, everybody. So you heard it from her mouth. She does have a carry permit. I would show you guys that the picture on my carry permit is terrible. <laughs> they all are. They are. And it doesn't matter anyways, because we're not recording this. So, and I don't want to, I don't want to flash your information to, for the rest of the world to see anyway. So, okay. One of my favorites that I read um, was that you were violating the law by carrying in the museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I never stepped foot in the museum at all. And not only that, but in Tennessee, you have to have certain signs certain amount of signs they have to be a certain like inch height like mm-hmm. very specific and the hunter museum didn't have any of those anyways so they weren't even complying with tennessee law so it wouldn't have even mattered but plus you took your picture outside, outside. <laughs> <laughs> which was very clear that it was outside i thought that was kind of a, there were literally people who live in the city who were like you had to go inside. And I was like, you need to revisit this museum. <laughs> um, it's unbelievable to me that the people who are the loudest sometimes on social media actually don't know a thing about guns or gun laws, but they also mm-hmm. always want to make their opinions known to everybody. So um, that's a great one to debunk. Thank you for setting the record straight on that. Um, how about the fact how your gun was positioned in your pants. You're not really left-handed, are you? Uh, or are yes, you? I am left. Oh. <laughs> so what were what were people's issue with that? They they just they, thought you just stuck it in there and some of these the wrong people way. actually think that they legitimately know me, which is so scary because <laughs> oh, they're Lord. like, "She's not left-handed," and then I'm like, "Do I know you?" Like, have you ever even met me? No. Right. How are they finding out all this information? How do they know you're not left-handed? How do they know you don't have a concealed, a concealed carry permit? Like, right. where did you get your information? I don't... Yeah. But, but let's talk about that, too. So the way that you had it positioned, how do you typically carry? Do you typically carry appendix? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Awesome. And do you practice, like, do you cross-draw? Do you have it a little bit closer to your left side? I, I mean, yeah, I cross draw most of the time. I like that the best. It's, I mean, being left-handed, everything's super yeah. awkward anyways, so you might as well do what makes you comfortable. And right. so you did actually depict a very lifelike situation of how you would, in fact, carry your firearm, correct? Yeah. No. Amazing. Another thing I'm glad you <laughs> set the record straight for. All right. And last but not least, number five, Brenna Spencer, you... There is no way that you will get a job because you posted this picture. <laughs> Hope your future employers do not see this because there is no way you can get a job and have a gun in your pants. There's is that, no in fact, truth? No. I've been, <laughs> I've, I've been a full-time employee for almost a year at Turning Point USA, and it was amazing because once I posted that picture, they were all so supportive, and they were like, yeah, go Brenna. Yeah. So, okay. So I think the, the moral to this story here, ladies, is, you know, at the end of the day, people can say what they want to say. Um, don't be afraid to be yourself. Post about the things that make you feel empowered, that make you feel safe. 
And just forget the people on the internet that are trolling you that right. literally have not, no idea what they're talking about. And no, it is probably not going to keep you from getting a job unless, I don't know, you want to go get a job at the New York Post or right. CNN. <laughs> CNN, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So don't think you have anything to worry about. Well, that was fun. I am glad yeah. that you set the record straight on all of that because I was reading a lot of these tweets and I was laughing on most of them mm-hmm. because of how stupid a lot of them were. But I'm glad that you set that straight for everybody. With all those tweets that are coming in and through Twitter and Instagram, all the comments and messages, and I know that they just have been consistently rolling in since you posted that photo. What's it been like, what, three weeks now? Yeah. It's not more. Have you been handling or how do you deal with that negativity and that like criticism? Well, the funny thing is, is a lot of people ask me that. And I mean, the only thing I don't read the comments, it's a lot of comments. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but I do see like the, the DM messages and most of like the negative comments are like, go kill yourself. So like, what the heck am I supposed to say to that? Like, right. You know, or there's something stupid, like, Oh, you're going to take the gun out of your pants and put it to your head. I've gotten that one a few times. People are just so vile and ruthless. I know. I just, you know, it, it doesn't bother me. Like you seriously, you're telling somebody to go kill themselves. Like, you, they need to check themselves at that point. You, you yeah. need to go get a job. Right. Exactly. So I want to find out more about you. So we know about your picture. We know about, you know, the type of gun that you like to carry. Who bought you your first gun? My dad did. Really? Was yeah. it a graduation present? No. Um, I, when I got, when I got my permit, it was like, it was like kind of before my my 22nd birthday. So I would say like probably like a birthday gift probably. Yeah. And you went with in, did you pick out the bodyguard or did he pick that out for you? Yeah, no, I did. We, I, I liked the bodyguard. I thought it was nice. So. I did too. No, do you, um, what do you like to do for your workouts? Are you a runner? Do you? Oh, I love running. You love running. Have you tried yes. running with your body? <laughs> This is the part where Emily checks out. She said, no, I hate this. I hate running. Never been a fan. Um, But have you ever tried running with a bodyguard? Because I I think it's a good choice for runners. Yeah, no, I have, especially recently, guys, because somebody actually posted my neighborhood on Twitter. Thanks. Um, So, yeah, I'm definitely running with my gun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think anyways that women should be prepared, but especially when you have this, like, heightened – profile, mm-hmm. public profile, you know, it's, it's definitely important to make sure that you're being trained on this and that you're safe with it, you know? So what is, um, what does your typical training schedule look like? I mean, are you getting a lot of time to get out to the range and able to practice? Not, well, not right now, but <laughs> before right now, because I am dealing with all of this attention and I'm also going through finals right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have not had time to do anything but that. But before, yeah, I had lots of time. I had plenty of time on my hands. But Good for you. The past three weeks have been hell. So I'm sure what are you what are you studying at school? Um, I'm in like communication, broadcast journalism, and then my minor is political science. I didn't want my major to be political science because 
I've taken political science classes since freshman year and I normally don't do great in them because the teachers don't agree with me. So (laughs) (laughs) I was like, instead of killing my major GPA, we'll just change it to something else. There you go. The broadcast journalism, huh? Mm, I guess, I guess. Awesome. And you're graduating in May, right? Yeah, I'm graduating in like t- less than two weeks. Nice. Hopefully, hopefully the school has not been happy with me. <laughs> Had they really? Oh, they wrote they wrote a nasty article about me about two three days ago. No way. Where so was that student body or was it the yeah, faculty? Yeah, so we have like a um, like a school newspaper. Okay. And I it was an editorial post. Yeah. And um, they just attacked me the entire time. It was great. What was their issue? Um, so uh, there's some history about the bridge and the background of my photo. I don't really know the history behind it. Um, but apparently it's not good. And so they pinned me as like a racist. And then they told me that I give Tennessee and my city a bad name. And then they said that I'm irresponsible. Did they say why you were irresponsible? No, I don't. I don't believe. I mean, it's a long article, and they're just like, boom, boom, boom. Me Did you know head. about it? Did they consult no. you for any part? No. So the funny thing was, is I had somebody from I can't remember what I can't remember what organization contacted me, and they were like, "Can we get a like response to your school like article attacking you?" And I was like, "What article?" <laughs> and they like sent me a link, and I was like, "Okay." Jeez. And then I was like, that tells you how much I care about their opinion. Sure. Well, I I just think that it's so amazing how we're able to, especially now, like with social media, we've talked about this a lot. We know there's women out there like us. Like mm-hmm. people, people want to make us feel like we're in the minority, but we're really not. Like there is a huge, amazing group of awesome women who choose a firearm for their personal Mm -hmm. defense tool, you know? And I think that's awesome, but I think that it's really cool too, that we're also trying to broaden this to bring other people into the community that says, you know what? We get it. If you don't choose to have a firearm, choose something else. You know, Emily has a blog that talks about preparedness and she gives tips on if you're not going to choose a firearm, have other things, but just be prepared. Right. You know? And, but I think to me, like, it's just amazing how, Picking the gun for your self-defense tool scares so many people. I, it, it literally, I had somebody tell me that instead of um, carrying a gun, I should carry a rape whistle. And I was oh like, my God. We were, we were yeah, wondering this is, about that. <laughs> this goes into like one of the questions that I have about your, your school and like how your school advocates for women or students to be self-reliant or to be safe on campus. Like what options do they give you? They they don't. Besides the rape whistle. And the thing is, is my campus is not in a great area. I mean, it's like right in the middle of downtown. It's not in a great area. And we have a lot of, we have a lot of burglaries, a couple incidents. So it's, I mean, that's kind of what, when I, you know, was like a freshman or sophomore and I had just walking to my dorm at night yeah. after night class was terrifying. Like I would have sure. to call people and be like, Hey, like come pick me up or, you know, come walk with me or, you know, whatever, because it's really, really scary. You know, mm-hmm. I so want to be 
able to protect myself. So then you then you are not allowed to carry on campus there? No, I can have it in my car in the parking lot. Which, which is probably does, like across campus. Right. Which does me a lot of good <laughs> right. for sure. Um, I'll just run to, I'll just <laughs> run to my car. And then, um, yeah, no, that's it. Other than that, I have like pepper spray, but. Can you like legally carry pepper spray on the campus? I mean, I know there's a lot of campuses that have even made pepper spray not illegal, like against the law, like against the school rules. Right. No, uh, I'm pretty sure we can. Yeah. I mean, because there's a lot of us that do. Yeah. I mean, so you got a pepper spray, you have your rape whistle and hopefully some, except for maybe like hurt their ear and I mean, I don't know, make them run away. I don't know. Well, Um, I did, I did take, I, I box, I love boxing. So, I mean, I guess that could maybe help me too. Well, I think boxing is so good because I, I'm a big advocate for, for boxing, for jujitsu, for martial arts and all that kind of stuff, because I think you're getting so many different layers and levels of a, it builds your confidence. Mm -hmm. It builds your strength. It builds your stamina. It builds your speed. Um, I mean, so you're obviously getting a lot of ancillary benefits to boxing. Now, if, a guy who is going to be like a lot bigger than you and stronger than you and faster than you. Obviously the great equalizer is going to be the firearm. Well, that's if your life is being threatened. Like, I don't want anybody to be close enough to touch me as my, right. Like, I right. want you to be away from me mm-hmm. in my comfort zone at all. But I mean, I guess if I have to box it out, I mean, well, yeah. Cause if someone sneak attacks you and you don't really have another option right then, mm-hmm. you know, at least that you, at least you know that, okay, I'm confident and I'm going to put up a fight. I think boxing also instills the will to fight mm-hmm. in you, you know, and it gives you that fighter mindset that says, I am not, I'm at least going to put up a fight, you know? So yeah. yeah, absolutely. But I do think that it's so important for women to keep tools on them for exactly like what you just said. Like if I say no and back off, I actually mean it because I can do something about it versus I know when I, before I started carrying, I just got my carry license like four years ago. I never thought about it in terms like that. Like what made me get to that next level where I said, okay, I actually think it's really cool that these girls that do carry a firearm, they can do something about it. The best I can say is no. And if they Mm -hmm. continue to advance, call the cops and hope they get there in 10 minutes. I mean, and it was that mindset. I never had anything happen to me that changed my perspective. It really was just being around a lot of of these awesome, like empowered women who could take care of themselves. And I was like, I want to be able to take my safety into my own hands and I want to be responsible for me. I don't want to put that on anybody else. Right. Um, you know, and I think that's, that has to be the first step is being willing to take responsibility for your safety first and foremost. Um, and I think a lot of people probably don't want that responsibility. No. And a lot of people like taking that first step in order to take that first step, there need like it, it comes to the mindset, but there's something that needs to like happen for you to get into that mindset and not necessarily like something physically happening to you, but there being people like us and Brenna showing that like there are ways that you can defend yourself if you choose a gun, great. Mm-hmm. But if you want to start with mace, it's fine. But it's just about having that one tool, like a gateway tool that'll help you start changing your mind and start thinking a little bit more. Okay, so now I have the mace. 
well, what's going to happen if the mace doesn't work this one time? Right. What's my next option? And gradually moving up a level until maybe you are comfortable using a gun or carrying a gun. But mm-hmm. just getting into that mindset of I want to be responsible for my own safety. And it's not a taboo conversation to have. Right. More right. and more of those conversations need to be had with women, young women, all women. <clears throat> so we all know and they can start saying, okay, let me, let me start thinking about this a little bit more seriously because a whistle isn't going to save me. Well, I think a lot of it is also, especially college students and, you know, a little bit older maybe, but a lot of them think like, oh, that would never happen to me. You know, everybody yep. feels kind of like, like invincible, mm-hmm. like that would never happen to you. And it's like, well, what if it does? Like, what are you going to do then? Yeah. Has, has this, um, whole thing opened up a chance for you to have any good conversations with people? Have you been able to change anybody's perspective or at least have a good conversation with them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had some good, I'm not really on campus that often. A lot of my um, classes are online or they're literally in the same building, but yeah, a lot of people have come up to me and they're, you know, they don't believe the same beliefs as me, but they're genuinely like, so I want to know, like, why do you carry a firearm or, <clears throat> stuff like that. So we can have good conversations. And a lot of the times at the end, they're like, yeah, I see your point. But I think like That's I great. said, a lot of it is about like being invincible. Yeah, for sure. And and we hear that a lot too. I mean, safety, safety to me is a mirage. You know, I mm-hmm. live in the suburbs. I live in a very safe area, right, but right. things happen in safe areas all the time. And you can either choose to be reactive or proactive. Mm-hmm. And I want to be proactive mm-hmm. because I just, and I think all of us want to be proactive. You know, that's why we're getting the training and we're getting the tools and, you know, that's what we're doing. So, um, you know, you're, I, I kind of want to know what uh, you younglings are uh, <laughs> carrying in these days. What are, what holsters do you like? <laughs> so I actually just got some we, the people holsters, which are actually really, really good. I like those. Um, the belly band that I use the most, I wish I could tell you the brand, but it's so old and like (laughs) worn out, but I really like it, but I don't really know, um, (laughs) the brand of it. Yeah. I got it in Nashville at a, you know, store. So nice, but I'm definitely getting sent a lot of different things and different things to try out, but I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure now people are like, please let your next picture right. go viral too. <laughs> exactly. We want it to go viral. Of you and like your uh, group of friends on campus or off campus, mm-hmm. do all, a lot of you carry or are you the only one? Yeah, no, my, um, my roommate carries. Nice. She, um, she graduated last year. Um, but yeah, no, she carries, um, I have a, because I work for Turning Point, I have a bunch of friends like scattered across the country and we yeah. all carry and we send pictures and like selfies to each other. Nice. And like, Let's get a group photo of us carrying. <laughs> We're like Googling the laws of like, if they can, you know, take their gun here, or I can go up there and Yeah. Hey, that reminds me. So we're part of the Concealed Carry Network and the Concealed Carry Network actually is just launching an app that's going to make it a whole lot easier because it has all that. Yes. It has all that information in in one spot. So you can now download the Concealed Carry Network app and it's going to tell you like which states are reciprocal, where you can carry and the laws and just make it a lot easier. Because I think that is, um, I knew for me, like when I first got it, that was one reason why I never wanted to travel with my firearm, especially like going to the airport. 
was such a pain. I don't know if you've ever flown with your firearm yet. I have not yet. <laughs> it was really intimidating. <laughs> more truth to It was very intimidating the first time I did it because I'm like double checking the airlines laws, the FAA laws, the states. People laws. don't understand like how mm-hmm. hard it is to keep up with everything. And then they get mad at you when you like miss one thing and you're like, did you see all like the different policies and the laws and the rules? Like it's a no wonder. Well, yeah. yeah. I feel like they make it confusing on purpose. (laughs) Well, they do. They do. I mean, look, Emily, where Emily lives, my favorite story is like, you have to know which side of the street you have to walk on when you're carrying. Even even down to the curb, you know, like the sidewalk and the curb, like split, you have to know that. Yeah, and of course, only law-abiding citizens are actually following these rules. Exactly. I mean, the criminals, the people that are going to commit crimes, aren't caring at all. What any? They don't know. They don't know, and they're not gonna. They're not gonna abide by it anyway. They're not spending their Friday evening on the internet trying to figure out where they can (laughs) carry their guns. And we're over here like, oh, we need an app to look up. Right. Exactly. Because we're law abiding and we're responsible gun owners. But I've never seen a no guns allowed sign actually stop a criminal that intends on harming somebody. It's never actually stopped them from doing it. It only stops the good guys from taking firearms in and actually being able to protect themselves. So I mean, um, most of them are in gun free zones. So yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Exactly. Well, biggest thing that has really kind of happened and shed light on for you through this whole scenario. What's your biggest takeaway? My biggest takeaway. Kind of of like what you said, I didn't really, I did consider myself a minority. Um, I didn't really think that anybody really carried a gun, like female wise. But after this happened, the amount of support and the amount of females who either A, already carry or B, are like, yeah, yeah, we're going to get our carry permit now, shed a huge light for me because it it was amazing to see all the support and how many women do want to be their first line of defense. So that mm-hmm. was huge. Yeah. And then, of course, how tolerant the left was. That was a big big lesson. Oh, was that really eye-opening for you? Like, (laughs) (laughs) sarcasm. It's like on another level when it actually happens to you. You see it happening to people all the time. And, you know, it, 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 we felt it a little bit after Tommy Laren had posted Mm -hmm. a picture in our pants and then people started going to our Twitter page mm-hmm. and stuff and they rewatched our um our commercial that we did. And I had squirted my little nephew right. with a water gun. Oh. With a water gun. And you should have seen the backlash and people saying, How dare you shoot that kid or shoot at that kid? And I'm like, it's clearly a water gun. It's water. So, yeah. Like, so you know this stuff happens, but when it actually happens to you and you have to you get to the point, honestly, I got to the point, I was like, I'm done defending myself. Like, I don't really need to defend myself and my beliefs and what I did, like, you know, but I think it also gives you another level of consciousness of how conscientious we all have to be about Mm. being responsible and about being safe because people are watching us. People Mm. know they want to see 
those of us that are advocates for this and for the Second Amendment, they want to see us mess up. And so to me, it makes us take the leadership role and the responsibility so much more serious because we know that everything we're doing is being scrutinized. And that makes me even more want to, you know, make sure every picture that I post, the gun's pointed in a safe direction, my finger's off the trigger, you know, like. I know. I'm like, I'm like afraid to tweet because all the, all the left police out there, like. I know. Jump I when I spell something wrong. And oh, I, yeah. I mean, they're going to be the grammar police, too, which is. <sighs> yeah. We have to be the ones that educate the non or the anti gun people because they're the ones who want to come after us and they're so quick to make a statement or make a judgment of what they think they know about guns, but they really don't know anything. They don't, you know, they don't know enough. They've never shot a gun. They, right. you know, they don't, have, if they have friends that have guns, they don't have conversations with them to get just a little bit more educated. So when there's, for there's an opportunity for them to jump down our throats regarding mm-hmm. something they think we're doing wrong, they're going to do it. So we have to take that into more consideration and just be a little bit more careful about how we post Absolutely. and what we post. Yeah. Well, and I would give this to just encourage you, Brenna and Emily and anyone that's listening. I mean, don't ever shy away from an opportunity right. to educate somebody. I mean, I, I have engaged and I try not to engage a ton on social media with, with ignorant comments, but there are some times I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me really quick, if you really do want to learn about this, I would love to take the time to walk you through step by step, like what this lifestyle really looks like, like what we're really trying to do, you know, what being prepared means, what uh, my choice of the firearm actually means, what safety is for guns. And and I've seen people shift their mindset and being able to look at the firearm um, as a self-defense tool, because what I'm finding a lot nowadays is people that want to engage on social media, if there's a gun in the picture, they're wanting to engage because they only see the gun as the, as the evil. Mm-hmm. They see it as the tool that's evil. You know, they're not looking at it as a way for women like us who are physically weaker than men to actually protect and defend ourselves, right. you know? And so I try as much as I can to educate people. And I would encourage you guys to educate too, you know, just remember to like try to stay above their level <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and give them the facts and know your stuff, you know, and help educate because really it's one person at a time changing their mm-hmm. mindset and helping them see, see the truth. Exactly. No, I agree with that 100%. Anytime you have the opportunity to educate anybody. And that's what, that's why I do have a lot of, you know, people who don't believe my political beliefs, but they are genuinely interested. And I'm sure. like, Oh Yeah. Perfect. I would love to. I mean, I'm obviously not like an expert, but I do know more than most people. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, my very last question uh, we're wanting to start an Alexa playlist. And so, since you're a runner, I want to know what's on your Spotify playlist uh, right now while you run. What do you like to listen to? Drake. I love Drake. <laughs> I have such an obsession <laughs> with Drake. It's not even funny. So, it's like, all Drake it's like playlist. All Drake. <laughs> I like want to like hardcore like run like get it out. It's like literally like just Drake. It's like kind of scary. But any Drake fine. remixes or just like no, up, like no, original Drake. Straight. Awesome. All right, well, <laughs> we'll have to throw some Drake on our running playlist. Mm-hmm. Videos, please, so. please, yes, absolutely. Well, Brenna, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, and thank you so much. Yes, thank you for having me. You're absolutely like you're yeah, for sure. anytime on this show, but we just really wanted to shed light on the truth. We know there's a lot of false things that were being said about you. We wanted to set the record straight. So I hope you got to 
tell everybody, let them see the real you. And I'm, we're really proud of you. Yeah, and for we're really sure. proud Keep of doing it. What you've done. Keep doing it for sure. And everybody else, uh, we thank you so much for joining Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast today. Um, if you have not done so yet, we would love for you to go subscribe to the podcast and don't forget to rate and leave us a review if you don't mind. We want to hear your feedback and know your thoughts and get your questions and respond to you. So you can follow Emily at Style Me Tactical on Instagram and Style Me Tactical on Facebook. You can follow my pages at Alexo Athletica on Instagram and Facebook and give Brenna Spencer a follow as well. Let her know that there are some other women out there that are supporting her and believe the way that she does. But we will see you guys next week. Hope you'll have a good one. Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.